For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open Speaker Ryan today, when I asked him, do you believe President Trump, when he said that Trump Tower was wiretapped, he said no. And he said that I don't believe any such wiretap exists. And also today, Jake, Adam Schiff, the top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, told me that he expects James Comey to say at a Monday public hearing that Trump Tower was not wiretapped. And Schiff himself has had conversations with James Comey in a classified setting. So we'll see if the Comey actually does that. But it seems, as Jeff was saying earlier, that the president is isolated in his beliefs here because he's got virtually no support on Capitol Hill on this statement, Jake. It's amazing to watch the White House continue to argue that the earth is flat. Jeff Zeleny, Manu Raju, thank you so much. Was that Jeremy? That, uh, yeah, this is, this is Monica Perez. I am your libertarian voice on WSV, and uh, we had just, I'm on from three to six, we're in the last hour, we just had a call before the break where it was actually, it was a very interesting, exciting call, and I appreciate it because it's fun to have a little back and forth. <laughs> so, um, But Jeremy obviously disagrees, I guess, with my take on things. And one of the jabs he threw out there was that Trump supporters would believe that the earth was flat if Trump told them that. But Binkley had caught that, that he was stealing a line from Jake Tapper, who I guess is his job here is to uh, make fun of people. Like Jake Tapper's just making fun of arguments. He's not actually refuting them, which <laughs> brings him down, not up, you know? But there was one thing I just tweeted, a great analysis by James Corbett, Corbett Report, on the 2004 election being stolen. It's really compelling. I think there's a lot of material there. So I threw that comment out earlier when I was talking to Jeremy, but I like to back stuff up. I do not have a fact-free uh, <laughs> show. I like to provide the evidence, but um, I have an awful lot of calls. So what I want to do, I ta always take my calls if I possibly can in order of, you know, so people don't have to wait on hold too long. So I'm just going to try to blow through the calls here. I have some lines open. If you want to call 800-WSB-TALK, you're going to tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Oh, first I have to... Uh, um, did I not have... Oh, yeah, I had a great tweet from... Casey's mom that said, I'm surprised Jeremy didn't call you Putin's girlfriend, <laughs> which, which I guess is what McCain, you know, whatever Rhino McCain called Rand Paul, basically Putin's girlfriend, <laughs> if I may paraphrase. So that was super fun. But I really want to blow through these calls. You are welcome to call 800 WSB Talk. I've got a whole other hour. So if you're on hold or call in and get on the line, I think I can get to you. But I'm going to ask you to um, just say what you got to say, and I'm going to move on. Uh, Henry in Woodstock, you are on with Monica. Hello. Well, you know, I appreciate you taking my call. I got a couple of points I'd like to make. I've only I voted for Trump, 
Trump, and I'm proud of it. I wish they'd let him get on with his job. There's so many what I call Hillary whiners out there. It just it just breaks my heart how they're acting in this country. We need to get our country together. As far as the listening thing, back when I was in the Navy in San Diego, 1974 to 1978, all the time we would be told there was Russian trawlers off the coast of San Diego and L.A., and when we answered the regular telephone, we had to say this was a non-secure line because of Russian trawlers being in the area. Everybody listens to everybody. We've been doing it forever. Everybody ought to realize that. I mean... Yeah, I actually think that's what Syria is all about, that the government, I believe, funded... I think Ray Kurzweil actually did the technology, but it would never have happened just from private enterprise. It's so complicated. uh, To convert... I just want to say this. To convert voice to text is actually a very expensive, you know, it was an expensive technology. And I believe that the reason the government wanted that is because it's easier to store and search text. So they listen to it, they convert it, they store it, they have the facilities to store it. Anyway, keep going, Henry. We're in a hurry. Let's go. (laughs) I love what you're saying. I'm just, I don't want to, I don't interrupt you. Go. Well, I tell you, I appreciate the call, and like I said, everybody's listening to everybody. It's been going on forever. <laughs> yep, not to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. That just acknowledge it. It wasn't the craziest thing to tweet. I mean, maybe it was a little, uh, you know, not um, not super deferential. But I think those days are gone. Thank you so much for the call, Henry. I'm going to John in Lawrenceville. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'll be real quick. I think uh, part of the problem. Uh, like, let's say, the CNN uh, report you guys were discussing earlier, uh, and, and this is more of a, an issue, I think, with, with maybe the way y'all approached it, uh, is is be a little more constructive in your criticism. I, I guess I'm having trouble. I know that they initially reported that uh, they'd apologized, and then they changed the uh, the heading of the story. But if you if your listeners would actually go read the story, they that's half the story is discussing the early reports from, you know, what they had, whether or not they had apologized, and then they now flatly denying they apologized to the British. So I guess if if I had a point to make, it would be, can you guys do some sort of constructive criticism uh, in the sense of how would you, how do you want something like that to be addressed from the media standpoint? How, if, if certain yeah, sources... Yeah, I, I appreciate uh, what you're you know, saying. I do, and I'll, I'll tell you, I did start the show today by saying I was going to take a little bit of a different tack from how I normally take. I wanted to, uh, had a rough week and, um, I wanted to lighten up a little bit by kind of, uh, having some fun with how the media is reporting. I will say the reason, and yet maybe in that case to read the article, that was something Binkley had tweeted that, that really struck me as interesting, I didn't it really investigate it. Normally, I do investigate every little thing. But here, here's the thing, that it's been, if I, I'm not mistaken, quite well established. You can certainly see it for, like, Google search engines and stuff like that. But that when, you're, when the media is hyper-aware of the impact that headlines have, they know that people almost never, or, or the percentage of people who get the impression of the story from the headline versus what's in the body is tremendous, it's much greater. And the thing is, they should actually be, then I would say, more uh, 
scrupulous about how they write their headlines. I am scrupulous about my headlines. And if I've ever submitted it to a popular blog, they change the headline. They make it. It's so crazy. They make it. Um, I like to keep it subtle and interesting and they make it like sensationalistic and it really it bothers me. They change the pictures. I really hate that. So I just stick to my own thing. But they should be more scrupulous and instead they're less scrupulous. And I don't think it's um, I don't think it's unintentional. I think it's intentional. And I really do appreciate the call, John. This is a little bit of a different show for me. I'm trying to lighten up um, emotions close to the surface. But uh, but you're right. I, I do care about integrity, scrupulousness. and um, But these guys also get away with a lot. Like so many who manipulate people who have integrity, it's so easy for people who don't. And I think the people who write those headlines that way are like that, that uh, – they can take advantage of people with integrity, of high standards, slowing it down, and they can lower the game like that. They can really get away with it, whereas the other side won't. So I remember hearing, I think, Ann Coulter say the reason that Republican politicians can't get away with cheating on their wives the way Democrat ones can is that the Republicans really care about that. So it's it really is the death knell. Um, for them, not because the other side attacks them, but because their own side holds them to higher standards. I don't know if I would go that far, but I think the message is interesting. The point is interesting. Okay, I'm going to go to Jim in Gainesville. Hi, Jim. You're on with Monica. Yeah, hi, Monica. I just wanted to make a couple of comments, if I may. Uh, you were talking earlier about uh, you know, your guest there, your co-host was talking about someone has been saying you know, about the British intelligence agency involved. The person that said that was Judge Napolitano. I know. Of New York State, who's a, you know, he's a Fox contributor, but yes. he's, a, he's also a supporter of Trump to quite an extent, I'd say. But anyways, he said that multiple times over the last week, and he said it most emphatically and most confidently. So whatever you think of his credibility, that's the guy that has put forth that. Yes, that's interesting theory. that you yeah. should bring that up because yeah, then, I'm yeah. I'm a hardcore libertarian. I I've always enjoyed Judge Napolitano's yeah. uh, contribution, but when he started with that, I noticed that with Trump, he seems to be smoking the Kool Aid a little bit. I'm not I'm not saying people who support well, Trump be true. are that smoking be the Kool Aid. I'm just saying that Judge Napolitano seems to be a little more um, partisan and support Trump as a Republican than he used to. He used to criticize Republicans and Democrats uh, equally, but he seems to be firmly in Trump's camp. And I actually did wonder about that. I believe that Napolitano said that he personally, or that his inside sources gave him that information. So that's when you do that. Actually, you know, you make a good point. That's when you actually have to think about the credibility of the source. If this person is saying, I personally have an inside source, then he's putting his reputation on the line. It's a little different from writing the Wall Street Journal. Uh, people unauthorized to comment. Seven to nine people came out and said, this is Napolitano putting his reputation on the line. I have to scratch my head over, it seems a little out of character for him, but the overarching idea, I was just making the point that I, I don't even think that's that far-fetched. I mean, I think that there is a, a lot of maybe incestuous kind of back and forth with England, the UK, and the US, and the Russian thing seems a little more far-fetched. But I do uh, appreciate the point. I've got more calls after the break. 
Lots more calls. And uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Monica Perez talking about all the interesting things that are in the media right now that are (laughs) blowing our minds for the manipulation. But it's not just on the left. I heard uh, John McCain calling out uh, in trying to intimidate, uh, manipulate Rand Paul. We're going to hear that at the bottom of the hour. I do have time for a call right now. I'm going to Maurice in Atlanta. Hi, Maurice. You're on with Monica. Hi. Um, I have uh, an observation. Uh, well, one thing wasn't Echelon was set up before the FISA um, thing to surveil U.S. citizens, and it was based out of countries like England and Australia. Can I ask you a question, Maurice? Are you talking about the Five Eyes program, where the five Anglophone countries where they speak English are part of this spying network? Is that what you're talking about? Well, there was a thing called Echelon. Do you do you know that? Yes, word? I think the other name for that is the Five Eyes, where it's like Australia, New Zealand, the United States, Canada, and the UK. I see. We're part of like a surveillance network. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, it was a way to get a, around uh, the legal uh, restrictions of surveying uh, U.S. citizens, I understand, you know, but... Uh, yes. So, at any rate, that, that's one observation, but... The, the thing that I called about was mostly to to uh, get you to try and look into the research of uh, George Webb. Um, he has a. I've seen his series of videos. I, yeah. I'm kind of uh, the jury's still out on him, in my opinion. I, there's some stuff he says is kind of weird, like not weird, like rabbit hole weird. I can handle that, but like inconsistent weird. Like I kind of wonder uh-huh. if he's not, you know, kind of. Um, well, I don't know. Messing with us a little bit. Well, I, certainly that could be true. Uh, the thing that I thought was interesting in the context of, uh, you know, he's essentially outlined the deep, deep state, you know, uh, or the shadow government, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, and it's all, all of its machinations, uh, whether they're financial, military, or whatever, uh, in a very specific way. So, I mean, if you looked at it, that... Are you are, are you identifying a specific video that I can watch of his? He does it all in videos, basically, I think. If you if you want to give me a, a specific one, I actually just tweeted a really good article, very simple overview. I'm sure it's very different from what you're talking about, about the deep state. I think it appeared on Lou Rockwell. I will retweet that at the break. Are you talking about a specific? Can you... Um, well, I'm running out of time here, but... Yeah, um, I can send you, for your future edification something yeah send Uh, it to me i will tweet it i can share it with my audience you can uh anyone can follow me at monica perez show i've had people sign up for twitter just for 
this show because we communicate back and forth that way. You can always get my references. I always like to have my facts checked, all that. I am looking forward to at the bottom, right after this break, I really want to hear this clip of John McCain basically intimidating Rand Paul trying to shut up, doing the opposite. I say always refute, never dismiss. He's just dismissing out of hand anyone who disagrees with him. I'm eager to hear it. Uh, Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on... WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. So we're winding down in the last half an hour. I've got lots of calls. I'm going to get to all of them. But I did want to play a clip of John McCain basically trying to shut out discussion the way we're seeing a lot from the left. John McCain claims to be a Republican. He does put the R next to his name. But uh, he's beating down, I guess, Rand Paul in this. It's worth it's worth a listen. Let's listen to that, and then I'll get to more calls Uh after that so can we have clip seven yes if there is objection and i note the senator from kentucky on the floor i will say before i read this if there is objection you are achieving the objectives of vladimir putin you're achieving the objectives of trying to dismember this small country that has already been the subject of attempted coup i have no idea why anyone would object to this except that i will say If they object, they are now carrying out the desires and ambitions of Vladimir Putin, and I do not say that lightly. So, Mr. President, I ask unanimous consent. Mr. President, Senator from Kentucky. I object. Mr. President, I note the Senator Senator from from Kentucky leaving the floor without justification or or any rationale for the action that he has just taken. That is really remarkable, that a senator blocking a treaty that is supported by the overwhelming number, perhaps 98 at least, of his colleagues, would come to the floor and object and walk away, and walk away. The only conclusion you can draw when he walks away is he has no argument to be made. He has no justification for his objection to having a small nation be part of NATO that is under assault from the Russians. So I repeat again, the senator from Kentucky is now working for Vladimir Putin. (laughs) That is unbelievable. He was talking about Montenegro, right? I think he might have been talking about Turkey. No, Turkey's already part of NATO. I I can't remember. I'm almost certain it was Montenegro. I wish we had the first part of that, but... What so? There's so many things wrong with that. I really want to get to calls, <laughs> but I just want to say a few things. That there were. He first of all, he said, "If you object to this, you work for Russia." Everybody here thinks you're wrong. <laughs> Go. You know, like yeah. and then what is he supposed to say? What is he supposed to like me? You know, what could he possibly say to win the argument? I actually have a lot of respect for Rand Paul's style. I I think he compromises, like he's considers himself a Republican first and a libertarian second, which I would never do. But I, I he not I don't smell a rat with him. Who knows? But I respect his style. He's not he's unflappable. And that 
is a re- he he's a keeper. You know, he's going to he's going to last because if you can do that. But I wanted to say something about Montenegro. I believe this was the country where I really knowing what was going on there really was an epiphany. I have to say this. It is absolutely wrong to include in a in a and a mutual defense alliance, someone who could absolutely positively not contribute to your defense. It is putting your blood and treasure, as the, they like to say, on the line for someone you can't control and who cannot give you a benefit. But I believe it was Montenegro that when I really had this epiphany where they somebody from there um, said so on a, a podcast I was listening to, he said, there are these two factions, like the pro-Russia faction, the pro-U.S. faction, or pro-Europe, whatever, and they're not, it does not represent the majority of the country. But what it does is, by pitting the U.S. against Russia and making Montenegro a pawn, they would like to stay independent, the vast majority of the people. But by pitting the two, you know, axes, whatever, against each other, you force all these countries to pick sides. And, and that's when I realized that having Russia as the boogeyman really plays into the hands of first polarizing the world and then kind of bringing it back together at the top. Otherwise, it's hard. You know, how do you get somebody like Syria or Montenegro or whatever to take sides? You threaten them. So even if Russia threatens us and we get Montenegro, Russia has played into our hands. You know, because I think at some level, this may all be a facade to promote world government and that everybody who has a stake in it, Russia, China. Now, I know that you've talked about, Binkley, I know you too, you agree with me that there is still a chance that that's what this is all about. That even Trump, uh, the Trump phenomenon and Brexit are ways to get Europe to react and to embrace globalism in a way that they wouldn't have after the horrible European debt crisis. But I'm getting deeper than I wanted to. I really <laughs> wanted to have some fun today. And uh, we have. I was in a, um, had a rough week and I was in a sad mood. And I feel like we've accomplished the goal of trying to lighten it up and have some fun. And actually, I guess taking stuff like this lightly riles people up. And I don't normally do it. But some of the way the media and even McCain, like that was just laughable. Like that was just such a, you know, if you were in debate in high school, you'd be disqualified. They're like, that's not a debate. You can't, that's not a, you know. He's a bully. Did you hear Rand Paul's response? I just heard him say, I object. No, I mean, like, he went on a show later. Oh, no, he, what was it? He said that John McCain's the poster child for term limits. <laughs> That's excellent. Excellent job. But I, I don't want to chip the calls. People have been waiting. I am going to go to Lee in Atlanta. Lee, you are on with Monica. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Let me. Hey, Lee. That's okay. You were on hold for a long time, but oh, you are now on the air. So lay it on oh, me. Thank you. Okay, so I agree with uh, in being a... Uh, case for term limits, but um, I really wanted to um, speak to your point about the illegal voting because I also lived in California. Yeah, and I think it's hard for people. You know, they just have their experience when they vote, and they might not realize how it is in other places. But I will tell you, I got rejected from getting a library card three times <laughs> when I moved to California. Three times. Yeah, I couldn't get a library card. I couldn't check out a, a library book. I know it's. But, I, I I can't anticipate the punchline here, Lee. Give it to me. Yeah, but I could vote, and they yeah. would just. They didn't want to see any identification or anything. They no, nothing. I lived right in California, in. and I voted in California, and I brought my license out, and the lady was like, "I don't want to see that." You know, it was like yeah. I was gonna. 
taint her by showing her my driver's license, which, by the way, driver's license is not proof of citizenship anyway. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they would just wave you off. They didn't want to see. They don't want to see it. It's like we but don't want to set any out a library book. So <laughs> we've got to get our priorities here a little bit uh, straight. And um, I'm always surprised by the people that you know say that voter ID shouldn't be required. It's just if amazing. you if you don't want to require voter ID, then you just need to acknowledge that citizenship or there is no eligibility for voting. Yes. And then yes. just have that conversation. Because when I was in law school, I remember. Laws would get thrown out purely on the basis of them being unenforceable. It was it was kind of like a basic tenet of law that if you couldn't enforce the law, it was not a valid law. So if you're if you're saying that you absolutely refuse to enforce it, it's not a law. And that's what you have to talk about that. But that isn't why you called, is it, Lee? No, I was calling really about the wiretapping. But, you know, I was on hold and I heard Jeremy's call. And so he got me kind of riled up. Um, But I was really calling about the wiretapping and. so anyway, so I think that everyone is kind of so against Trump on this because people that have been in the government for a long time maybe know what's going on. And when Trump had that comment to Angela Merkel that, oh, hey, we have something in common because <laughs> yeah. you got tapped too, yeah. Obama found out in 2010 that she was being tapped and he let it continue. So she was being tapped. He knew about it. He let it continue. So I think Trump was speaking to that. I wasn't necessarily talking about anything involved with the British government. Like, that's getting kind of thrown in there, and I don't think it's really the same. Someone did call and said it was Judge Napolitano. He was talking about Obama. Yes, and and according to what I've noticed, and Binkley also, it's really Judge Napolitano who threw that little monkey wrench into it, which was interesting to me because I always really go to him as the voice of sanity. And even when I supported the... I don't. I have no reason to believe it or not believe it. It all seems like a circus sideshow to me. But let me ask you this, Lee. Isn't it a little kooky that they're bringing this before Congress and everything? When are, Were there any damages at all? Trump said, he tapped me. Why even investigate that? So what? Who cares? Exactly. Why even look into it? I think everybody knows to some extent it's happening. I can't look. I can't go shopping online without later on getting ads for exactly what I was shopping for. You know, so so they're tracking all kinds of things. I mean, that's Google probably. Um, I can go on different websites, and I still get the little banner ads for exactly what I was shopping for. So we're all being tracked to a certain extent. Let me tell you, it's crazier than that. I I got an ad a couple of years ago for something I shopped for at the store. From that store, the same color, the shirt, in the color, by the designer. It was Nordstrom. How kooky is that? And then I. I know yeah. that they uh, they have that technology. I didn't know they hooked it up. So I, it's crazy. So, yeah, was somebody listening to Trump's calls? Yes. Do you think he was on his phone in the Trump Tower plotting with the Russians? Of course not. <laughs> Nothing happened. He. Everybody knows. I don't talk to my mother without thinking twice. I'm not kidding. I talk to y'all without thinking twice, which is probably stupid. <laughs> but uh, But, you know, I really think about my email as, like, the place to... Be quiet, the phone, stuff like that. Anyway, I do have time for one more call. Let me go to Cosmo in Ro- Roswell. Uh, Hello. You, oh, you're you're going to tell me what Brits think? Is that? Can you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, I can remember. I, I ended up calling in because uh, Jeremy's call, and it absolutely twisted me. And I thought, oh, my Lord, I have to call in from someone from Britain. I can tell you, first and foremost, that as Brits, 
know how twisted the media is in the United States, and it does not escape us. And one of the things I want to mention is that so many people can't grasp that you can't have a debate with a party who refuses to accept that both parties have perspectives grounded in reality. And if you can't acknowledge that perspective, then you can't have a debate with them. And if you remain quiet, the other party currently interprets that as you conceding that they're right. And it's absolutely aggravating with the way the media is twisting everything. There's, there's no playing fair, quote-unquote, because the media will twist no matter what you do or what you say. I mean, CNN should be called, you know, when news breaks, we twist it. <laughs> Don't you feel like this is reaching a crescendo, that it's just getting absolutely more and more form-oriented, more and more agitation-oriented, and less actual content under there? Of course, because when when you get people agitated, they don't stop to look for details. They don't stop to look for the facts. And, you know, when you repeat talking points instead of facts, it does nothing more than reveal the bias on the subject that you might have. And it's it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And you were just mentioning that why would Congress and, and such go forward with investigating these wiretap claims? And, and first and foremost, above it all, it's because Trump made a claim about Obama and they're trying to defend Obama's, you know, his, his history, his legacy. Of course he would never do that. That's the sole basis behind why they're pushing forward, because they want to say that Trump is lying, that Trump yeah, is wrong. Yeah, that's, you're right about that. But it's just funny, because if somebody tweeted something like that about me, I would totally shrug it off. I wouldn't even tweet back, because it's, so, you know, you just make it worse. I wish I could keep talking to you, Cosmo, because I just absolutely love outside perspectives. It really helps us. But I got to take a break, uh, and I'll be back right after this. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 72 and sunny is the forecast for Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We are wrapping it up, but I wanted to put a point on something that we were talking about earlier. Let's, uh, let's just... This is what I'm afraid of, that that this whole um, circus is leading us down the garden path by distracting us. Let's hear clip 11. I think it's clip 10. Clip 10, clip 10, clip 10. I, I, I worry that if half the country wants this guy to be president, we do need the U.N. to step in or the United Federation of Planets or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. That was Bill Maher. So humor is like headlines. They can get away with saying whatever they want. Yeah. And that, and it really makes an impression on you. Like my son did like reading comprehension on some standardized test. And he was like, I am learning so many real facts from that. I was like, no, no, no. That's what's <laughs> wrong with like Common Core. They get to throw that stuff in there and it could be about Martians. And they don't have to defend it because... It's not uh, it's it's not in the context of being factual delivery. So he makes this mistake. But really, the underlying truth, what's scary about this is that it's quite possible that we are uh, that that Trump is so bombastic or the Brexit is so scary that it makes starting with Europe or wherever or the people here, the snowflakes in this country. Forget all about the 10th Amendment where you could just take it back. Take it back. Be California. Go for it. Enjoy yourselves. You know, but. Uh, they instead want to push everybody down because, of course, you know, communism is international. You have to have your, your brain slaves. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. 
I'm actually not going to be here next week because the Atlanta Home Show is going to uh, host a remote for some of my favorite WSB hosts. I will be back the week after that. You can always catch my podcast on PropagandaReportDaily.com or MonicaPerezShow.com. Had a rough week, but had a great show. Thank you very much for all the kind tweets and the support. Thank you, Binkley, for all your extra help and mod. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.